Fanboys and Friends presents a Marvel Cast, Earth's Mightiest Spin-Off Podcast. Okay, so first off, I just want to say, I get it. A girl. You get what? High school. Kamala. Kamala. Another adventure shirt. Cute. She thinks I'm some girl. kind of weirdo. You were a weirdo. Boys. Dreaming of Excuse more. Me. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of on my shirt. Sorry. But you're staring out the window in your little fantasy land. Kamala, hey, already? Really? Come on, like. Do I have to figure out my whole future before launch or is there like. Maybe they're right. I spend too much time in fantasy land. That is not to you. It's not really the brown girls from Jersey City who save the world. That's a fantasy, too. Did something happen to you? No, why? Did you hear something? Come on, love. What does it feel like? Cosmic. I always thought I wanted this kind of life. But I never imagined any of this. Do you know what you are? Smells like Marvel Spirit, the Kamala Diaries. All right, guys, and welcome to the latest episode of Smells Like Marvel Spirit, the Kamala Diaries. No, 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 don't, don't, you know, put away your iPod just yet. You haven't tuned into a CW experience. Oh. Or maybe you have. I don't know. I, I, again, it's Marvel and it's Marvel cast. We are here to cover it, but I don't know what's going on. But uh, maybe this guy can help me parse it out. Who knows? Your friend of mine, the clandestine to one symbiote, the wielder of the Infinity Gauntlet, my brother from another long box altogether, the uber geek himself. Mr. Mark Herleman. Mark, how's it going? It's going good, man. It is going good. I'm actually excited to talk about these two episodes. Like, I think I've been excited to talk about these two episodes since we started this project. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if if this show confused you, right, then a simple word and a music riff Makes you go, what? Well, I find anymore when it comes to good TV shows, the second to last and the last episode tend to really hit. And so, yeah, you know, no, we had do. we had mysteries and clues and we had this family relationship building and stuff. So I was like, OK, where are we going to go You know, forward with this? We're finally going to get to see it. We're going to you know, know where we're supposed to be the whole time. And... We got a delivery. I don't. I don't know if it's the delivery that everyone was hoping for. Um, and and you know we've said before we're not too attached to any version of Kamala Khan that is going to ruin the Disney Plus show for us. Right. Um, right. So you know we're taking it as it goes. We're rolling with the punches up in here. I know that there's probably some other fans out there that couldn't. I sorry. Uh, you know I know it happens. Message us. Let us know. Let us know what was so devastating for you. 
you know, we know it doesn't have to be the project being devastating, but we know that sometimes things don't meet up to our expectations, hopes or dreams. Um, but yeah, I, I was going into this one kind of excited, looking forward to it, starting that one off with time and again, right? Or, you know, or, you know, just step into some, uh, MCU mist and, uh, and take your take your expectations through a mutation, you'll be fine. Right. I I liked how when this episode, and again it's time and again, the name of the episode, it starts off, it's kind of back even farther than the moment we left off in the last episode. Um last episode we saw Kamala get stabbed in the dagger. That sounds painful, and transported back to India in what we assumed was 1942. Uh, at this point, we actually have it verified, but we start out before Kamala actually arrives, and I thought that was a really don't, cool don't way to kind of jump in. 1942, 1942 doesn't seem foreign enough. Mark. Yeah, I got to unmute it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was, I was like. I had to look it up because my note said it was 1942. Um, but the whole thing, I guess it's called the British Raj. It was the rule of the British crown on the Indian subcontinent. It was also called the crown rule of India or direct rule of India. And it lasted from 1858 to 1947. So this is at the fall of that. Ah, when everything's getting oh, divided. Okay. So that would put it 1942. Right. right. So yeah, because when you said it, I'm like, well, what, well, let me double check because why would I put that? Um, that's that's why. So, um, it's still no, collapsing at this point. No, that makes more sense. Yeah. In fact, there's five more years of the collapse after this. So families yeah. and stuff are moving to the new borders and stuff, and and everybody's shifting over. I mean, and and none of this is mentioned in the show per se. Um, I I went up and looked up up after the fact because I was so interested in it because like we said in our first episode of the series, my history teachers, I didn't learn any of this in history class. So I was like, Oh, what is this? And the more I learned about it, I was like, Oh my, Oh man. Ouch. <laughs> like this is right. Funny. Right. No, I agree. It was uh, quite um, eye opening. And I love this about this show because like I keep, like I said before, and I'll keep saying, this show has felt like a a little history lesson. All right. One well, and, and there's I feel like we're getting ties again to Shang-Chi. Like this whole story of of Sana's her grandma that is Sana, her parents is a lot like Shang-Chi's dad and mom because, you know, Asha takes refuge in Hansen's village. And he's an independent activist or an independence activist at this time. Right. Um, so he offers her food and shelter. And, of course, you know, they fall in love and have uh, sauna. And then, I, I do like the one step closer, I'll break your leg. And he's like, you mean this leg? <laughs> right. Right. The one that's already broken and, and jacked up. Um, but, yeah, so and I don't know. Like, maybe I might have uh, passed out at some point, but. Five years go by, and Najam finds her and orders her to retrieve the bangle. But, like, they never did they ever tell us why Asha was taking refuge? Mm, no. I, 
one can one can only imagine, you know, from us teen later. I believe it's in the at night conversation that uh, the the uh, clandestine um, I guess she's running away from mm-hmm. was a complete ass. <laughs> now, I. <laughs> That was kind of funny in a way. In a way. They're, they're leaving for the new nation of Pakistan at this time. They're, they're fleeing. But yeah. Asha leaves the bangle with her daughter, who's like three at this time. And I'm like, like this girl's not going to be able to protect this thing. You want this thing protected, and yet you're giving it to a kid. Like, you know, stealing candy from a baby. That's a saying. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> unrealistic much and, like a grandma figuring out how to use FaceTime accurately you're like right? god damn it so so again I may have missed some of the dialogue between Asha and, and uh, Najma when they first run into each other but at this point she tells uh, Hassan to just you know go and she's going to go and, and delay him basically but it ends up getting her killed she gets stabbed um, by Najma and that's where she's going to end up basically dying, kind of sad. But it's also at that moment that uh, Kamala shows up. Right, right. Absolutely, yeah. Right. So I, I love the fact that we had a whole, you know, five years worth of story to kind of bring us up to speed. Because I feel like for this whole series, they hadn't done that at that point. <laughs> it's like, no. finally, episode five, we get some some uh, answers to things and some setup. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know what? The, you could have used one and two to do that. Right. Yeah, you could have started this. And maybe, even though we enjoyed it and the visuals are great, but maybe you could have done without a huge amount of, you know, oh, I don't know, uh, some color and um substance and party that you would have seen in every episode of the CW's career. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sorry. Every show on CW is what, you know, I'm depressed. Let's throw a party. I'm bored. Let's throw a party. I'm horny. Let's throw a party. I want to dress up. Let's throw a themed party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay, uh, okay. Thank you, Riverdale. Oh, uh, you knew where I was going with that. Oh my I God. knew it. Exactly. I, I didn't even have to throw much out there, and you knew. I that, didn't right? want to know where you were going, but I knew exactly where you were going. I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> okay, so getting uh, back to the. I'm to sorry. The good I, miss, stuff. I missed the Archie bunker that looked like a freaking loser at the end of the bar, not one that looked like a chiseled Adonis piece. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so this is the moment where the family history of how uh, Sana was separated from dad and how she followed butterflies to get back because no one knew what happened to Asha. Um, right, like, right. like to this day, nobody had a clue. Uh, but we, you know, we see Kamala show up. So she gets a chance to talk to her and, you know, she tells her to go and find uh, Sansa and make sure she gets to her father and then she passed away. So it's like she was there for her, her grandma basically dying almost. Um, so I thought it was really cool when she does catch up to her grandma as a kid. Like that was a really cute moment. And the way she used her power at first to kind of guide her by hopping. 
And then when her power broke up and it looked like the butterflies, it was like, and when Kamala realized I'm, I'm the reason I'm how grandma got back. Like, I thought that was so cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I love when the kids are hopping on the power and I'm like, Oh, look, it's Frogger. <laughs> well, and it makes you stop and think outside. Like, and this is the first time I thought about this though, is how much of what Kamala just did goes in the face of what Hulk said, are the rules of time travel. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Oh, God. Like, it almost feels like she was predestined to be there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what? I, I was hoping we'd get through a Disney Plus show without you uh, bringing up any of Endgame's Back to the Future 2, but worse, <laughs> time travel logic. Well, I mean, that was where I was a little shocked when they when they did it. Because, you know, they could have just done it been a vision. You know, she was oh, knocked into a vision. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have done it that way. Right. And, uh, but if they had done it that way, that would have also been cheating Kamala of any growth at all. Right. Now, now, now how did she get back? I, I, I don't remember that. I think that's because the, the bangle threw her back. Oh, that's it, it! Pulled a Sam Beckett. That's right. She yeah, did what yeah, she had yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, and then the Bengal threw, the Bengal pulled like a quantum leap and threw her back. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so in the present, she uh, runs back into Najma, um, and of course they're doing their strike, and they found out, you know, you're too late. We've already opened the veil. Um, yeah. It's happening, and that's where it gets weird because. It vaporizes or, or turns to goo, and then they crumble apart to the bones. Anyone who gets close to it, and I'm just like, what? What? Like they, they did what they needed to do, but it kills them to do what they need to. Like, I, yeah, I was, no, I was I, lost. I, I'm so confused, and this is what I was bringing up. And thank you for correcting me earlier, but, um. You know, when they crumble away, did that not look like something, uh, you know, out of the negative effects of Terror Genesis? Yeah, that or almost even uh, something out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, but that's what I mean. Right. Because the one credit I will give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the one credit it actually deserves. <laughs> Is that it actually did in humans a lot better than in humans did in humans? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Right, and that ain't bad for the fact that you had an ABC budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, Najma, she decides that the only way to to fix it is basically she sacrifices herself. Um, yeah. Which, again, gets me to a point where I was really confused because she apparently transferred her powers to her son who wasn't there yeah i'm sorry did you did you all of a sudden think you were carrie fisher doing a ben yeah i was i was lost at that point i'm like what in the heck i i was well but that's what i mean that's what that that's what that seemed like you know where you're taking that idea a mother reaching out to her son but obviously, instead of say what you will about Rise of Skywalker and people have, instead of a a poignant scene, you take it here and do it 
not mm-hmm. that. You see what you see what I'm getting at? Well, and and the other part of it that really confused me is like he didn't have to have a bangle to use the powers. Why? Right. Yeah. No. That was a that was another sort of thing. Then again, I'm gonna point out the fault of the six episode format. There's a lot you needed to explain here that that this show just didn't. And right. it almost operated in a in a weird sort of vacuum of, you know, stuff happening to, instead right. of stuff happening to, but with the caveat of why. Right, because like, for Najma, she's been trying to open the veil the whole time, and then at the end here, she sacrifices herself to close the veil. Yeah. Like, oh, what the hell? Um, you know, her son gets the powers. And then, you know, we basically, we have the moment where grandma and mom accept, you know, Kamala and her powers, which goes back to what I was saying in our first episode of the series of how, you know, when Kamala went to go and do the costume cosplay and when mom threw up together a costume. And then we later, even later from here, find out that mom's got mad sewing skills. So (laughs) this is the moment that mom's like, I'm on board. (laughs) Right, right. This is the... This is the moment where she decides to be um, uh, less helicopter drama mom and more sort of the uh, onboard mom. Right. Uh, And this is where we get our little micro bromance as Kamran really has nowhere to go. So he shows up to Brian's house and ends up finding out that Brian is actually Bruno. And he's been saying his name wrong. I thought that was great. Actually, I think that's that joke actually is in the next episode. But this is what no, it's, us to it's that. in here. It's in here. Oh, good, good. Um, and then of course, you know, because we haven't gotten the Department of uh, Damage Control, one of their drones shows up, uh, and and of course is coming after Cameron at this point, and he destroys it, and that explosion uh, wipes out the bottom, the quick. The quick K or circle K or the circle Q, circle Q. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and of course, I I think the last thing we hear is Bruno going, "You have powers too." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 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 at uh, three in the morning, you could hear half the the uh, the East Coast going, "You end it there." Yeah, it was kind of a uh, cliffhanger in the midst of it all, wasn't it? Just come. Yeah, it was. It was in a pure, pure definition of it. And from there, we go into episode six, the finale of the season, no normal. Yes, and uh, and I think with just the hint of a word spoken and a musical riff. I think the MCU has just entered a no-normal phase. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we're definitely foreshadowing. I think... Oh, man. Because let's be honest. I'll just say it up front, pal. You do not play that musical riff. Right. And not have every, every kid who lives through the 90s not act like that dog from Up. They're like, squirrel! Well, do you think it's like they took uh, Thanos 
and how they just, you know, dabbled Thanos out and kind of gave us breadcrumbs and they slowly turned the volume up. But, like, we're getting that same kind of thing, but, like, on a massive level when it comes to the X-Men. I feel like the introduction has been, like, you know, you know it's coming. we got good things coming. Yeah, I think so. I, I will just say this. Um, this... Especially what it, it's hinting at, and the, the creator of the show uh, basically quickly came out and confirmed it because otherwise, I think the internet would just you know be sort of you know going nah, oh you know because you and I both know they would, um, but I think a large part of this is. You know, as I was saying before, I think Feige's incredibly impatient. He was just waiting, you know. He wants to start hitting that X-Men button. <laughs> right. Because you can only imagine the minute Disney bought Fox and, and Mickey gutted that thing that Minnie's wearing it as a fur coat, mm -hmm. um... You know, possibly as an anniversary present. Who knows? But you right. know, ever since then, Feige's hand has just been hovering over that that X-Men button. Right. Much like his other hand is hovering over, you know, Miles Morales. And he's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, okay, Sony, say something. Say something. Right. Let's do Go this. Ahead. Go ahead. Make another Morbius. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. So we see Bruno and Cameron on the run. Um, this is where we find out that the uh, Department of Damage Control has got a split. Um, yeah. Turns out that Deaver is the one that's uh, going out of her way to use the department as her own little Gestapo police. Uh, clearly, it's like, you know, get let's get out of here. Let's order a retreat. Um, I just thought it was interesting that that starts playing up and, and immediately it's clear that Cleary is the job. You know, you know what I did think though, that was a little, just, just, just looking at the episode itself, not where it's not where it's going. Once the door opened up, you know, with that magical word and that magical music riff, but mm -hmm. looking at the episode itself, and considering what uh, just can't stay on the news, looking at you, Evaldi, Texas, but did you kind of think that this episode took a bit of a chance being, uh, you know, kids in a high school and Department of Damage Control opening fire on them? Right. I'm like, right. I could see I'm that. like, yeah. MCU, I know you do what you do, and you do it you know, within reason. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like, there are some things you just don't do at certain points. Right. Well, and, and also think about the age of Kamala and the age of Parker, and I don't think we're going to see Miles. Like, I want to, but they're, they're too close in age. Like, I don't see it working. Well, no, 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 no. Not the age of uh, Parker. The, the age of Miles at this point. Because mm -hmm. well, isn't, is isn't Miles about uh, 16 to 17? Right, but because Parker was blipped, so was he. Mm. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm like, 
it, it, you don't have that mentor status because even in the ultimate spider-man universe he was still older than miles was oh by the time of... that's what you mean that's what yeah. you mean yeah 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 whereas no as... what i'm saying is feige's hand is hovering over that button you know why hmm. when the rights were drawn up miles hadn't come into existence yet right so technically sony owns parker anything after that they do not. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That's why that's why Feige's kind of like, go ahead, Sony, say something, say right. something, go ahead, make another Morbius, see what happens. <laughs> that's why I think Sony is playing nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, so we we uh, see Deaver. She decides to go against Cleary's orders. She gets a whole detachment, and they go into the school, like you said. Um, of course, they were hiding. Uh, everyone except for Kamala and Kamran get arrested. And I thought, like, this is where it took, like, kind of a fun shift. Because, like, when Kamala goes and gets with her family, like, it was like, dude, this is like a family war. Like, this is like, it's almost like Home Alone with, like, the whole team. <laughs> right, right. I was thinking Home Alone, yeah. But at the same time, you go to the point I was talking about earlier, you're like, yeah, this is this is just not. It's a little hard to turn the sensitive part of your brain off mm -hmm. uh, and just enjoy this, especially when uh, you know certain things just can't stay out of the goddamn news, right? Yeah, and and I mean, you know, we had all this stuff build up, but really, plot-wise, everything happened so fast in this episode. Oh, it did, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's, I mean, I, I missed the fact at the time that uh, she did get the name Miss Marvel by her father. Like, that, <laughs> I was the whole time, I'm like, they kept calling her Nightlight, and I'm like, is that really what we're going to call her? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. That moment, and we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, but all I'll just say is this. I'm sorry, that moment felt more organic than the the rather, you know, Star Wars, I love you, but I'm going to ding you for this. The rather, um, you know, forced, no pun intended there, uh, the rather forced way of some, uh, some knuckle-dragging desk clerk giving Han Solo his last name. <laughs> Right. I'm yeah. like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. Um, and, you know, of course, because he's got powers, Kamaran ends up, you know, going toe to toe with Kamala for a little while, which is probably a good chunk of the plot after it becomes clear that uh, the Department of uh, Damage Control, that that one chick, uh, Devi, gets relieved of command. Like that yeah. it was like, boom, there, that's done. We're you know, we're going to, we've got to make good now because, you know, we've got a public face and you're out here shooting up a school. What the hell are you doing? Like, um, I, like I said, the Department of Damage Control felt like a goddamn afterthought. Right. And Kamala talks uh, Cameron basically into fleeing, going back to Pakistan. And she has uh, Kareem from the, da the Daggers help him out, which, of course, at first is a, an issue because he's worried. uh Comrade, that is, is worried that they're going to kill him because they've been trying to kill his parents all this time, or his right, mom. Right, yeah. 
and so again, it makes you wonder, you know, is is he a pure jinn or is he like Kamala, where he's half jinn, half something else? Right. But and, and yeah. also makes me wonder because if you look at the power he had, uh, and and you think where they're going with with Kamala at this point, mm-hmm. um, it it kind of makes you wonder. Do you think we'll see uh, this kid again, mainly as, like, you know when uh, Fox was doing that show, uh, The Gifted? Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I didn't watch it, but I do remember that show. Well, but I'm I'm kind of thinking that, um, you know, they bring him in as some kind of, um, obviously, male version of uh, Polaris. Well, you know what? He exists in the Marvel Comics 616. He's a glowing-looking being. Almost looks like Iceman, but he's made out of energy. Right, but that's what I mean. And he's an inhuman! It looked looked very similar to that power set in The Gifted. Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, I think think he's coming back. I I could see this being his origin story, too. And you Um, could possibly pit him on the Brotherhood of Mutants side. Uh, and maybe ever be an enemy of Kamala's. Right. It makes uh, you wonder if, if the inhuman side of her is from the comic version of him uh, now being the, the djinn to replace it, because he is also an inhuman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Interesting. So... And and that's uh, that was the thing about this episode is it definitely made the whole season interesting. Um, I think I think um, just with the with the uh, the small little word and that giant music riff and I'm sorry you don't play that without having uh, you know ears perk up and be like well Ooh. yeah we're, we're there so I mean let's right let's go right into right it. right. But what I'm saying is, I think uh, just that small little inclusion recontextualizes this whole series. Mm-hmm. Right. Wouldn't you agree? I, I, I would. Um, it, because... cer- it certainly makes it more relevant. Because, because this is basically t- our first mutant story. Right. Be- it makes it more relevant, because I will tell you this right now, Okay. This one, this show had a bigger ending impact than, say, everyone going on and on about, you know, Loki having introduced the villain in uh, season one. First of all, just say, no, it didn't. (laughs) Because you and I, Mark, both know there's no way you can look at, uh, you know, he who remains and be like, oh yeah, that's the bad guy. You guys met the nicer version of him. Right. Right? Right. So, there's no way you can look at that guy and be like, oh yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. so while Bruno and, and Kamala were discovering her powers and stuff, he was doing some studying and... and discovered that yeah uh some of her powers might be due to her possessing a mutation yeah. so she's got some mutant genes 
<laughs> yes, and and I I swear I will admit one thing. Right. And I had to stifle because you know I'm watching it at three in the morning and you know neighbors. But <laughs> um, when I heard that word mutation, mm-hmm. I I. I let out such a holy shit that I almost, I had to literally stifle it so I didn't wake anybody up. <laughs> I'm just like, I swear to God, I was like, what did he say? Wait, play that back. Play that back. What did he say? Right. And I mean, you talk about a cliffhanger ending. And you're just like, holy. But like typical Marvel, we're not done. We get a post credit scene, which. Oh, for me, God. I think the post credit scene might blow my mind even more so than the mutant gene. Right. The the sort of weird freaky Friday switch. Yeah, the bangle, it emits a glow. And then all of a sudden, Kamala mutates, transforms, whatever, into Carol Danvers. No, 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 no. She doesn't she doesn't mutate and change into Carol. Right. No. That's what some people Carol, thought. And we know that that's not the case because Carol actually looks around the room they and doesn't recognize they anything. They basically confirmed that too. Right. So this is where my brain starts going. So when Kamala went into the past, did she Sam Beckett somebody else to the future? Mm, well, because we saw that the, the thing transport her without moving someone else, and now we've saw her transport. And replace with someone else. And so it's like, okay, wherever Danvers was, where did Kamala just show up? And does that power have that ability? Was there somebody that disappeared from the past that she... I'm like, I mean, dude, it got my brain going. That, that I was like, true. so that many questions. True. That is true. <laughs> Mark, all I'll say is this. I want to see in the Marvels a situation that picks up right at this, right? And the dad is the dad is literally sees Carol and he's like, So you're the one my daughter's obsessed with. Right? I I almost think you're gonna have to do like what they did with the flashback and start giving you know, start the story with Carol in space doing whatever she's doing and then have her just blip out and, and have Kamala show up and then Yeah, but you know what? I really hope uh she didn't blip in space because Kamala would be dead. Right. Oh, and, you know, th- we talked about it before in the last episode that we recorded, but this is where we see the embigging. This is where she actually calls it embigging. And we see not only her hands get big, but like her legs, she got tall, her arms got longer. And I was like, dude, that was pretty cool. Considering it was probably the closest we will ever get to seeing her comic accurate abilities represented in that way in the yeah. growing aspect yeah. and i thought they did a really cool job of making it look like she was getting the ability to grow and yet her body inside the suits it looked like a suit kind of to a degree was Absol- pretty cool absolutely cool but i think it's enough of a separation where when reed richards comes into play it's not going to you know be yeah. identical at all yeah absolutely i agree with you on that yeah um I, I don't know, man. I'm still on the fence. I'm going to keep watching it again. Um, I'm, I'm more curious than anything else. Um, 
curious to see where we go with this. And like you said, you know, the, the Marvels, um, I was already excited about that just because of Captain Marvel. But now that we have three Marvels in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my excitement on the 2023 movie side, Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania, mm-hmm. uh, the Marvels, I mean, this kind of shoots that up to number two. Mm-hmm. And Guardians Volume 3 is in number three. Why is it number three? Simple. I hated number two. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. You and I both know if you're going to use the Ego of the Living Planet and all we get is, uh, is less than five seconds of them. Right. Right? Well, let's. That's, let's... that's not Ego. Captain America, I think, is the only Marvel show uh, with loosely Spider-Man, I would say, that their second movies have done well. I I mean, (laughs) Iron Man 2 wasn't really the best. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, you know. um... I mean, it wasn't Iron Man 3, so give me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Yeah, Uh... so, you know, when, when... Carol showed up, you know, I think a lot of people misunderstood what was going on there. And, you know, when you see her looking around and seeing all of Kamala's shrine to Carol and that she doesn't recognize anything of it, I think that made it pretty clear that, yeah, this isn't Kamala shifting. Because in the comics, that is one of her abilities. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, you know, that was a lot of people thought that might have been the case. But... I like the fact that the director decided to have her, you know, Carol, look around more and made it very clear that I don't know this place. How the hell did I get here? And she did a good job of, of portraying that. I don't think she even said a word. I mean, she yeah. might have. but <laughs> She said, oh, no. That was it. <laughs> right, which makes you wonder, you know, what did Kamala just drop into? Yeah, what did she just drop into? Like, what kind of fight? Because it's got to have been a fight. You know, Carol doesn't do anything lightly. She's yeah, no Obi-Wan no, the negotiator. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Carol doesn't do anything lightly. Yeah. We saw She's that a heavy with, hitter. <laughs> we saw that with um, with What If the Infinity Ultron. <laughs> right. Right. Carol doesn't do anything lightly, that's for sure. Uh, amen to that. So, uh, one, thing, one more thing I want to ask you before we wrap this whole thing up. Um... I asked you a few episodes ago, and I'll ask you again. Now that we've seen the uh, the big empowers and the whole, you know, uh, Miss Marvel translation or retranslation as it, as it is, because reimagining this is, this is almost the closest thing to an MCU reboot of a character you get, because it's not even close to her origin, which a lot mm-hmm. of Marvel stuff we've seen over the years has come close to the origin, but it hasn't done a complete 180 like this has. Right. Um, So how overall is the change sitting with you? Um, Because, again, knowing where we're going, um, but, I mean, how is it sitting with you in general, you know, from how we know Kamala in the comics... Versus how we know Kamala in in this six episode series. I to me, this Kamala is like 
let's let's just say like how you have Coran Horn in Legends, and then you have that kid named Coran that was just in an episode of uh, Obi Wan. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's the name only. Like you know, there's a lot about the character that they can transfer over, but th- like you said, it's a reimagining. Um, this is like Boomer in the new Battlestar Galactica. I'm you know I'm I'm seeing what's different about her. There are callbacks, hallmark mm-hmm. aspects of the character that they're trying to stay traditional to, um, but they're telling a bigger story. You know, you we've always said that. Um, you, yep. You've pointed that out over and over again with Feige, especially. Um, right. You know, he's he's got an idea where he wants to go, and so yeah. I am totally okay with the changes they're doing, and I, I because I know that they're leading to something. It's kind of like Filoni with the Clone Wars. Like nothing is left on the floor. It's all going to come back somewhere. Even your fluff and filler episodes are going to have a reference down the road. Um, so how that's going to play out? Even I, your I even your tales of the Jedi is going to, I guess, try to make me like Ahsoka. That was the 2008. Right, right. They're going out of the way. Yeah. They're going to stretch. Um, but yeah, I, well, I, mean, you know, I, I don't know. Bringing baby Soka into it is like, <laughs> okay, fine. Right. Mm. That's just so they can have a doll. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, we can have photos on Facebook that are baby Yoda and baby Soka. It's like, right. let's totally break canon. And I, I think that Kamala's personality and character and, and morals kind of align with the comic version of her um she's definitely in the comics a lot more outspoken but i think that that could just be a matter of time right yeah no she definitely is yeah i mean i i think i think uh since we know she is a mutant and that came directly from feige that little change like I said before, I think uh, I think Kevin's about as bored as uh, waiting for mutants, uh, waiting to pull that mutant trigger, so that's right. why he did it here. But I think her sort of what you were talking about, more talkative, right? I think mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting mix with everybody else when when you know you bring Xavier's school into this. Because right. everyone else is so, you know, stoic and stern and and uh and Kamala really isn't. Well right? and, and here's something that I kinda hope that they play off of in some form or fashion. Because I, I've mentioned in our past episodes Civil War Two. Yeah. Um and the big thing that Carol Danvers is involved in it. Um she, you know, like I said, kills Tony Stark in the comic, which of course comic yeah. is never yeah. dead forever. Yeah. But that action in the midst of that fight is what led Kamala to start uh, the champions. I kept calling yeah. them the guardians, but they're yeah, the champions. Yep. And, and, you know, she wanted to do better. So I kind of want to, I don't, but I do kind of want to see Carol have a, a mess up where Kamala is like, I'm going to do better. You better do better. We're all going to be better. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, if, if rumors are correct, I think we are going to have a moment like that. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's uh, Rogue stealing Captain Marvel's ability, right? Which I believe has been a rumor out there, right? Well, I mean, yeah, because in the comics it was while well, Carol was Miss Marvel at the time, so it makes sense to make it still be Carol, but as her persona as Captain Marvel, right? And and keep in mind if that does happen, that leaves uh, Miss Marvel to step forward. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, then she's teamed with uh, Photon for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? So I so the, the kind of stuff you're talking about, we may, I feel, get stuff like that, uh, you know, in the Marvels. Probably sprinkled in a little differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if they, you know, if rumors are right and they make Rogue an interesting bad guy in here. <laughs> Uh, which I don't know about you. I loved when they brought that that uh, storyline into uh, the X Men animated series. Yeah, yeah. So if they adapt that in any fashion, well, and and I mean that's you know you mentioned the theme song coming up, but it's always that theme song. It's the one from the nineties, and you almost right. wonder, you know, are are we going to see? Those, because you know we we're coming. The cartoon is continuing that story, but they're not gonna they're not gonna tie those together. No, they're not. I mean, okay. The way I look at X Men '97 is it might as well be, you know, that fat kid in Little League who's begging for attention. He's just waving in 1993, going, "I'm here, I'm here." <laughs> right. Uh, the the real meat. And make no mistake about this. And they started it with uh, Kamala here. Okay? Mm. Make no mistake about this. The real meat of of MCU X-Men is going to be live-action X-Men. Oh, yeah. It's not, going to, it's not going to be X-Men 97, some, you know, revival where the only, where the only one who died... I think is Cyclops, but they can find a new voice actor to be Cyclops. Mm-hmm. He'll get James Arnold Taylor to do it. He'll do anything. That's true. Get D. Bradley Baker. That man's like an annoying soundboard. <laughs> um, but, you know, but the real bang for your buck X-Men mm-hmm. is going to be live action. I mean, I want to see a, a Mr. Sinister. I want to see right. a character who looks like a Terminator exoskeleton dressed like a very flamboyant Liberace stunt double. <laughs> okay? I want to see live-action X-Men. I want to see Morph, for God's sake. <laughs> and you know who I you know who I have fan-casted in my head for Morph? Hmm. Alan Tudyk. Oh. I'm down. Yeah, I want to see Morph. I mean, granted, he he, uh, you know, come in just as fast to uh, basically pull an Uncle Ben and die. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to do that storyline right, you you basically kill Morph off in like the first frame. Right. Let's be honest. But no, I want to see Bishop. I want to see Forge. I want to see, you know, and and I mean a better Bishop. I don't mean that that Days of Future Past shit where Bishop was a Duracell battery for some goddamn reason. <laughs> I mean that was. I'm looking nice. forward to like Sentinels because can you know you bring Sentinels into the MCU, and that's an everybody problem. I know that they're looking for mutants, but oh, let's, let's be real here. They're coming for superheroes too. God. Uh, Could you imagine a fight too, and, and somebody being like, "God, we can really use 
Rogers and, and Stark right about now. Yep, yep, yep. I want to see William Stryker. You know who I want to see for him? And I don't care. Get used to it, kids. Get used to not everyone's white in your universe. But I want to see Gene Carlo Esposito as William Stryker. Oh. Oh, dude. He plays a good bad guy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much so that I want Mandalorian to start using it more often, goddammit. <laughs> I'm serious. You don't bring in a guy like Gene Carlos Vizito to have him pop up uh, about as much as seasoning in your in your food. Right. Oh, man. Now, now we just got to figure out what happened to Kamala. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, I guess we're going to spend, uh, you know, several months thinking that going into 2023 because I, I think we got the Marvels like July 2023 or something. Oh, this is too long to wait. <laughs> I know, I know. They, what, what, what I'm a little disappointed by is they basically switched to Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Marvels. Because mm. I'm sorry, after this, after that final... And knowing where we're going, and and who Kamala is in the in the Feige MCU, let's go with that. The Feige right. U, okay. That makes you up. wonder what story-wise elements they may have to, or have already shifted and changed to make that shift, like when they moved uh, Doctor Strange to past spider-man oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like when you learned about that it's like oh that's interesting but instead of covid <laughs> changes i think this is just feige changes because he's bored already <laughs> well I, I i think at this point it would be like backlash of covid because the covid stuff is already impacted now it's like well we because you know they're planning so far out it's like well we made this change in course so we need to shift these properties just a little to coincide with where the new direction is well, heading. It, it, I'm glad you brought that example up. Not that not that I like using uh, you know COVID as much of an excuse anymore. But right, right. Um, I'm glad you brought that because it it seems like it, it does seem like the MCU is uh, going through its own mutation. It, it's pardon the pun. But it's going through its own mutation where it's it's sort of reverting back to what we were doing, mm-hmm. right? Going back, back, back. And then San Diego Comic-Con coming up is going to be that snap forward. Right. Yeah, right? No, I can see that. Yeah. But wouldn't you agree? It's starting, it's starting to feel in that vein of, of that whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like I was saying with like the directional, it's almost like when you take and turn on a street that runs parallel to the one you're on, it's just like a hundred feet off to the side. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like, like what they did with the whole, you know, talking about Spider-Man in the second one, like, you know, it, it didn't take a lot to make that change. Yeah. And it doesn't really impact a whole lot because of the direction they did it, but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. No, it was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. All right. All right, so gang, now bring us to the end of this episode and the conclusion of our coverage on uh, Miss Marvel, our Smells Like Marvel Spirit, the Kamala Diaries. No, 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 it wasn't a CW discussion podcast. 
Although, if you go back to our first two episodes, it did feel like that at times, didn't it, Mark? <laughs> so, gang, uh, you know, we will we will uh, leave you with our usual saying, and to take us out, we have, well, the show gave it to us, so we, in turn, will give it to you. We will go out on the X-Men theme, baby, because that is where we're going. That is where we wanted it. And guess what? Those retcons for Wanda, you're next. So, gang, uh, you know, we will see you next time on uh, the regular uh, show with our review of Thor, Love, and Thunder. And next up on our on our spinoff podcast in Phase 2 of our little Disney Plus MCU wing, the D, the D plus MU, I don't know, I, I really don't, but up next will be our spinoff show for She-Hulk, <sighs> Walters, Attorney Green, She-Hulk Smash All Witnesses, <laughs> naming these are fun, gang, I mean, come on, <laughs> naming these are fun, <laughs> Oh, man. And, you know, uh, Mark, as I was saying before, that is a nine-episode series, so I think this, I think that one is going to be a much smoother conversation trying to figure it out right. than uh, this one has been. Although, knowing what she is and where we're going, mm. that small little nugget, Instantly was like a big in punch to the face going, like it, damn it. All I got to say is with nine episodes, it better not be a slow burn. <laughs> no, 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 it better not. It better We're not. seven episodes in and we still haven't seen the villain. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm just going to say because I have sympathy for my EU legends brother. But it better not be a fate of the Jedi read. Right. That's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I will say. And and Star Wars fans, you can trigger yourself with that all night long. <laughs> all right, so gang, we will see you next time. And remember, he who leaves the Baxter building last turns out the lights. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Smells Like Marvel Spirit, The Kamala Diaries, covering the MCU series Ms. Marvel, streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Things MCU Marvel is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. This podcast is meant for informational purposes only and no infringement is intended.